Welcome back, everyone. Happy Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. And it looks like we're going to get a little bit of respite from the absolute pain that we've seen up till day up till today and let's just take a quick look at the markets given we are one or two minutes into trading the S&P is opening up 1.9% and the Nasdaq is opening up 2.7% but just remember that this is after a, a, a brutal Monday that started at about 12,000 on the Nasdaq and we are now trading at 11,922 so I would still consider this to be a a bull pop in a bear trend given on Thursday of last week, we were close to 13,000 on the NASDAQ. Uh, As you know, a lot of the data on the internet, unless you pay for it, is 15 minutes delayed, including Google Finance and Yahoo Finance, I believe. Uh, I know we have some Yahoo Finance folks around here, so let me know if that's actually real time. But uh, we... So we will... We like to go through our news in like 15, 20 minutes quickly and periodically go check back in on the markets. Um, Let's move on to our first story of the day. So this is kind of a front page news article in the Wall Street Journal where Americans are itching to travel this summer. We've seen in the data, big snapback to travel, full flights, full hotels, full uh, cars and demand for for travel. But there's a huge, new disruption to plans where inflation is rising 8.5% in March compared with the same month in 2021, according to the labor market CPI, the highest rate in four decades, and gas prices are up 50% from a year ago. Hotel costs are up nearly 30% and airline airline tickets are up 24% and vehicle rental costs are up 14%. So April uh, figures aren't expected to show much relief. We're expected to have uh, quite a bit more inflation to continue. If you see from this chart from the Wall Street Journal, uh, vacation intended within six months. We are still uh, at kind of COVID levels where that was much higher pre-pandemic. So this is just something that people are going to have to um, deal with when dealing with the economy. And it is quite a headwind to the strength of the retail um, retail spender. And, uh, you know, like there's an example here, Lawrence Fearon, uh, who is a stock options trader, said he won't take a road trip to see his cousins in New Jersey this summer because of higher prices for gas, food, and hotel stays. Uh, I know me personally, I've been eating at uh, Chipotle quite a bit, and every time I go to Costco, I get a $1.50 uh, hot dog and a drink and I, I tweeted that the other day and I got a lot of hate for how hot dogs are disgusting but call me old-fashioned but a dollar fifty hot dog just speaks to me at Costco um, let's move on another inflationary story sharp rise in interest rates post financial risks the Fed says I mean it's everything we've been talking about right inflation abound because too, too much money chasing too few goods and too few goods because, well, too much money because there's too much stimulus and money printing and QE that went on and too few goods and too few labor because we're in a labor shortage. People don't want to go back to work and uh, supply chain issues like the port of LA, not enough longshoremen, you know, 
oil prices going up because of a war in Ukraine, all these different things, a lockdown in China. And so if inflation is happening, what can the Fed do? Well, they can raise rates, making money more expensive, sucking money out of the system, and therefore uh, reducing the demand side. So too, too much money, reducing the too much money side of the equation. But everybody, and I think the market is pricing in, they, that that will throw the economy into recession. And we did see GDP decline last quarter. So if we see another GDP decline in this quarter, we will technically be in a recession. Just remember that. Uh, and markets generally, bear markets generally pre precede recessions, not the other way around, because the market anticipates things. Uh, checking back in the market, the NASDAQ is tempering itself and is only up 1.8% on the day. The S&P is up 1.3% on the day. If we can change the range here. Yep. So just kind of weakening a little bit. NASDAQ up almost 2%. And we will check in on specific stocks a little later. Let's move on to the world of crypto. Crypto continues to see pain along with all the other growth stocks. So if you have your crypto bros that are out there and they're laughing at you for being a stock guy and you know now you can say, well, it's not like you're doing any better because Bitcoin briefly crossed into uh, under 30,000. And it, Bitcoin right now is at 32,000 per token per coin. ETH is at uh, 2,420, 420, nice. BNB is at 326, XRP at 53 cents-ish, Solana at 74 cents, $74, pardon me. Cardano at 69 cents, Dogecoin at 11 and a half cents, AVAX at 49 cents, Terra Luna at 33.60. So crypto market crash leads to $1 billion in liquidations. Majors lose pivotal support levels. You know, we, we talked about this just now. Um, U.S. Tether stablecoin loses dollar peg for the second time in 48 hours. So that's big news, right? Especially with uh, something so structurally large, the biggest stablecoin out there. I've told folks to go, if you want a stablecoin, buy USDC. USDC run by circle, but, but tether lost its peg to the dollar. And, uh, if you kind of go over the last month, it kind of lost its peg to the dollar last night or two nights ago or so something was at 99 cents. Conceptually, it should stay at a dollar. But folks also are worried about, are there enough assets? to back up Tether, given they are offshore. People are worried about that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I misread this. I've had one and a half cups of coffee. I think I need another one. Thank you, Crypto Curious. I meant, uh, sorry, it wasn't, it wasn't Tether. Let me correct myself. That was actually uh, UST. I read that as USDT, I guess. Yep, so they're down a lot. So let, let me read the story for you all. Terra USD, which is the uh, dollar, the stable coin, not Tether, but Terra's dollar stable coin, uh, lost its dollar peg for the second time in three days. Let's take a look at it. Okay, so this was actually material. So overnight last night, uh, a stable coin should be worth 99 cents or a dollar and one cent, kind of keeping a peg to the dollar, fell 
to almost 69 cents. That's actually huge. Thank you everyone for correcting me. I uh, misread the news. Uh, so UST depegged um, and its sister coin, the Luna has dropped 44% to $35 in the past 24 hours, which is why it didn't show up, I guess, on our reading today. Terra Luna has been a uh, very popular altcoin and Terra Luna is at 3360 and has fallen 43% over the last 24 hours and is down 60% over the last week because, uh, well, let's read the article. Uh, UST is a so-called algorithmic stablecoin and works with its sister coin Luna to maintain a price of a dollar using a set of on-chain mint and burn mechanics. It's it kind of, I remember looking into this a little while ago. It's a little, it's interesting. I haven't gone too deeply into it, but it's, it relies on an algorithm that will burn or, or issue more or less tokens as it's uh, pertains to the price of Luna to keep the $1 amount. Very interesting concept. Um, but they lost the dollar peg over the weekend, seeing the token dip to 98 cents, 98 and a half cents on Saturday. But then the DPEG, the DPEG over the past night is really insane. UST trending UST down to 69 cents as of 8 30 PM last night. Kind of crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, let me know what you think in the comments. We got some crypto folks here. Uh, let, let, let us know why this might have happened and we can read it aloud for everybody and, and what folks were saying. I haven't, again, I've been really heads down on, on stocks lately. So um, I haven't been keeping up with some of these altcoins that I don't particularly own myself. All right, let's check back in on the markets. The NASDAQ is up 1.8%. The S&P is up 1.4%. Finviz, let's go to Finviz. Okay, so it hasn't updated yet. Um, but so let's manually check Tesla stock is up 2.3% hovering at about $805 a share. Palantir was down 22% yesterday and is down another 3.2% today. Palantir's Palantir's continues to be painful. And at a certain point, you've lost so much money, you've lost four-fifths of your investment that what's another one-fifths, right? Um, that guy saying BTC fear and greed index is at 18 out of 100, a topic we talked about on Money Talks, which uh, will re be released maybe 15 minutes late today at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we talked a little bit about the whole um, the metric right now that we read where over 40% of folks in crypto are now losing money on their Bitcoin. It's a, it's like a, a metric that we see on, um, on uh, the on-chain analysis where it, it tracks the average price of a Bitcoin bot. And so if it's lower than the average price, people like 40% of folks have bought Bitcoin at higher prices than Bitcoin is today. And that's another indicator of if that number goes up too much, then uh, it's, it's kind of a buy signal and an oversold signal for Bitcoin. 
All right, let's uh, talk about pain. Upstart is down 46%. Ticker UPST is down 50% on the open at $38 a share-ish. This is a stock that you know a lot of people really liked. We did a deep dive on uh, that Grace here edited very well. Uh, didn't get a lot of views because people aren't really interested in algorithmic personal lending. Uh, but it's one that a lot of fin twit was saying, Oh, we missed it. We missed it. We missed out is up 200%. I would have three X our money. And then it came down and now it is at $38 and it is trading for under its IPO price under its IPO price. Uh, death by snoo snoo. Welcome back. I remember that name. That's a good name. Says that he met he or she messed up by taking NFT profits and keeping it in crypto. Another thing that I wanted to talk about, I know of someone who uh, I'm very close with someone who owns a lot of, uh, I think multiple crypto punks. And I looked this up yesterday and we, uh, let's go crypto punks on open sea. And at peak, these things were trading for like over a hundred ETH per per CryptoPunk, right? And if you look at the volume, the average price yesterday traded was 15 and a half ETH. So conceptually, the NFT market has cratered as well. And oops, you guys all see my schedule. Um, can we, I need to pull this something else up. This is all raw, this is all real. Don't forget to find us on spot on Spotify and podcasts and uh, join us for the meeting pulse. If we hit a hundred likes, we usually give away some money. Um, that might go up over time. That might go down over time. Gotta, you gotta, uh, capitalize on it while, while we're doing it. Um, okay. So just doing the math, 2411 times like 15 ETH. That's like $36,000 per crypto punk on average traded yesterday. Today, the average price is 42. So it's very volatile, but it's clearly very down because even in March, the average price of a, of a crypto punk was 80, 80 ETH and ETH was a lot more expensive back then. And even like November of last year, they were trading for 111 ETH. Um, Gerald Sim is giving us a little bit more context on Luna, saying Luna is supposed to be an act, supposed to act to be a peg for UST, as theoretically anyone is able to swap UST for Luna by the market price. Oh, so they're burning UST if based on the price of Luna and they're minting UST based on the price of Luna. They can also, they also bought Bitcoin to act as a backstop chain liquidations. Um, that just seems a bit house of cardsy versus some of the other, uh, stable coins in the crypto environment are tokens and conceptually a right to a bunch of us dollars in the bank somewhere. And that was always an issue and a concern. All right. Peloton post deeper loss than estimated cuts outlook as a reminder. Um, we, I haven't owned Peloton as a core position for a long time. We sold our last position months ago. Uh, so, you know, 
so just just so you are updated on ROI club stuff, uh, for m most of you are ROIC members anyway, but um, Peloton has reported deeper loss than analysts predict, predicted and signed a deal with JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs to borrow $750 million in five-year term debt um, with the, the latest of setbacks. The shares are tumbling in early trading checking in on Peloton stock is down 17% at this point. I remember uh, a hedge fund guy wrote a, um, was writing a blog and was very convicted around it in the twenties and thirties. And the pain just continues. This is why we've uh, gone to other things and, and gone to cash. They reported revenue of $964 million in the third quarter on Tuesday, third fiscal quarter missing uh, Wall Street's estimates by just ever so slightly, but the net loss was 757 million uh, with an estimate of losing 132 million. And they're guiding to somewhere between 675 million to 700 million in revenue for the fourth quarter, which is like a really big cut to outlook. Um, they're missing softer demand and yeah, they're, uh, they're really struggling. Turnarounds are hard work, McCarthy said. Is intellectually challenging, emotionally draining, physically exhausting, and all-consuming. If anybody can do it, he can. Uh, Blackwell's Capital reiterated last month its plea to the company to sell itself. Could be interesting. Blackwell believes that Amazon or Netflix could be potential bidders for the company. Yeah, I agree. I mean, although, I mean, let's just double check on the, on Centio, its valuation. Eton. And now it's trading for under one time sales. So it's strictly in value stock territory. If they can revamp their, um, if they can revamp the company, turn it around and get profitability again, this could be a really good buy at this point, but it's kind of out of our hands as an investor. It's undervalued if the company is able to turn itself around. That's always an iffy scenario, especially if you if you don't have direct access to management. All right, the last story is that Builders First Source re reports record first quarter 2022 results. Smashes earnings. We covered this in depth for Roic members. We're gonna cover it in depth in our uh, Roic exclusive live stream here at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, and I'll give you my views on that. Uh, but let's check in on builder stock. Uh, it was up a lot today down. Wow. Yeah, I guess down with the market. It's just a weak market. It was kind of, it's been holding up quite, quite well. It's at 66.50 a share. Um, let's, let's go back to Finviz. We're almost done with the news today. It's an overall green market that is waning in moderate and coming back down. Google is up 2%, Amazon up 1.8%, Apple up 2.4%, Microsoft up 2.3%, uh, Facebook up 1.26%, Coke and Pepsi a little bit more flat, oil and gas up about 1% to 2%, Visa MasterCard flat to up 1%, JP Morgan Chase and all the banks up about a percent, Berkshire Hathaway about a percent. It's just green across the board. The only things that are, there's only very few red so it's again a macro move just remember macro dictates the market right now awesome thank you for the 220 people here in the chat uh and 
Uh, the 69 likes. The likes always pause at 69. You guys are really funny. Maybe eventually we'll grow the stream to be, we'll, we'll pause it at 420. Um, and Elon would be proud. All right, so let's go to the Q&A, spend five to 10 minutes on the Q&A, and then you all can take a look at Money Talks. And Roic members, you know that Tuesday means that we have our exclusive live streams where we'll cover, um, we're going to cover today Visa, MasterCard, and Builders for a Source. Okay, what was I going to do? Meeting pulse, yep. Uh, okay, just pulling it up. Remember, you all can join our QR code link in the description. It's the meeting pulse link. If coin was a buy at 160, shouldn't we double down here at 83 cents? So I'm going to leave that. We did a Coinbase analysis on the Roic Investors Workbook, and uh, we came to a conclusion there. I also would ask you, if Bitcoin is a buy at 50,000, isn't it a buy here at twenty or 30,000? Coinbase's future is inextricably linked to crypto's market cap. So I would challenge you there. No, I'm not challenging. I'm, I'm just like, it's an intellectual hypothetical question. So the answer is yes. And it's all about if you believe the story. Coinbase itself has some pros and cons. Pros, they can monetize and leverage more in profits than Bitcoin can, right? Bitcoin's like a pure play bet. And on the upside, they can be the JP Morgan, the Goldman Sachs of Bitcoin and crypto. And in the downside, maybe if Bitcoin just kind of goes like this, but volumes stay okay, maybe Coinbase generates US dollar profits and won't be as bad on the downside. Um, but to me, they're inextricably linked and they're going to de-peg from each other and be like, like, sorry, if, if you can see my screen, they're going to be like this together. So I wouldn't like, I wouldn't agonize over Coinbase underperforming or overperforming Bitcoin on any certain point of time. The way I see it is these are kind of buried in the backyard investments and uh, you buy when the upside screams at you compared to the downside. The downside for these things are probably a zero or you lose 80% of your investment. So essentially a zero. And the upside should probably be more than 80% upside. It should probably be more than two or three X upside. And you all know that I think Bitcoin is at least a quarter million, at least half a million in uh, the next decade. So yeah, I mean, at that point then, Coinbase should be worth a lot more. Bitcoin should be worth a lot more. So to me, at 30,000, you know, a quarter million or 300,000 would be a 10x upside and a 1x downside to me. And if and that's if you believe in the story. So Hidden Effect is asking about what are the typical schedule for Roic for now until we build out our analyst team, which we are hiring for. Uh we, we do live streams every Tuesday and Thursdays. So we do kind of longer form hour, hour 10 uh, long streams for Rook members that goes deeper into stocks. Like we'll dedicate a whole meeting to one stock um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1130 Eastern. Um, and 
as we build the team, the more we can do. It's a virtuous cycle. Um, any, okay, so let's give away some money. We hit 100 likes. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm going to pick the first raffle winner. And if you're the raffle winner, you got to be in the meeting pulse and there should be a pop-up. You don't need to put your name. Just put your like email or put your first name and we'll just email you and ask. Carter just walked in. Good morning, Carter. Um, any thoughts on moving cash into a dividend yielding stock instead of just letting it sit in cash right now? I think the I bond is a good, good option. If you're, if you just want to, uh, protect your money from inflation, the interest rate for the next six months is 9.62% and you're dealing directly with the government, but you're capped at only, uh, 10,000 per year. So, I mean, you can't put on too much money on that. So I haven't been bothering with that um, just as a percentage of net worth. But if you have, if that's like an amount where you want to save it, it's a pretty good option. I think dividend yielding stocks are still subject to declines. You, I mean, look at Verizon has done actually pretty poorly. I mean, you would have lost 9% of your money. And from peak to trough, you could have lost 18% of your money. So if that's the case, I guess it's, it's matching inflation. But uh, so you're, let's just say year to date, you'd be down 6.7%. But Verizon pays out what kind of dividend yield? Um, and the dividend yield would be 5%. So yeah, like a Verizon would have been, you'd be down like two or 3%. But just remember, you're still subject to the market vacillations of stock price and stuff like that. Uh, uh, James is saying Carter's always late, huh? Now, uh, he comes in at a normal, reasonable hour uh, and works later. Uh, we just get, I mean, because we cover the markets, I mean, I get here at 6.30 in the morning. Um, so they're just, they're making fun of you. <laughs> um, now, Carter's always working. He'll like, he'll be like texting me and at, at eight or nine at night. Um, cool. So the raffle winner is Ryan a congratulations, Ryan. If we hit 150 likes before the next one or two minutes, I'll give away another prize. Uh, oh, I didn't even say amount. I'll just say it was standard 25 bucks and you can buy maybe two. So I, I got out of Chipotle yesterday for $11. How much do you pay for Chipotle? I feel like more than 11. Well, you got to turn on your volume. I, I feel like more than 11. Do you add guac every single time? Yeah, I add guac. Oh, fancy. And I get chips. See, how do you fly, fight inflation? How does Justin fight inflation? I buy Chipotle. Well, I don't have a... I would be cooking and, and meal prepping, but I, I don't have a kitchen right now. But I get Chipotle. Oh, here's a trick. If, in case you don't get any value add from the stock market anymore, here's a trick. I saw someone do this and I learned how to, how do you get the max amount of food, but you still like the burrito format? Carter, see Carter's, Carter's listening now. Okay. So you get a bowl and then you ask them to toast one of the tortillas and put it in the bowl before you assemble the bowl. And then, so you do a burrito bowl with the tortilla on the bottom. And then, then you make the bowl. So you get a bowl amount of food 
and I'll, and then and then you ask for an extra bowl inside. So then you pour like half of the bowl out. You wrap your own burrito, and it's a lot easier because a lot of people were saying get a bowl with a tortilla on the side, and then you wrapping your own. It's just kind of a mess. So there's your daily value add. If in case you don't get enough. Um, okay. Well, we hit ten. Couldn't give away enough money. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, don't forget to join us next time. Next time tomorrow, we do this Monday through Thursdays at 9:30, right at the crack of the bell. Although we usually are a minute late, um, given all the content we do here. If you're a Roke member, don't forget to join us for 11:30 a.m. Money talks will drop in the next 10-ish minutes. So thank you so much. I love you all. Have a great day, and I hope the market stays green. I hope we reverse the trend, but. Maybe not. And maybe now is the time to start dollar cost averaging. Who knows? We'll keep talking about it. Love you all. See you tomorrow.